Good evening guys, welcome to Razzie's Football Show, um, Season 2, Episode 8. Today we do have the same, as usual, Bav from the USA and Kevin from North London. Massive Arsenal fans, both of these guys, so there's a lot to talk about with Arsenal. And as you know, I'm a big Liverpool fan as well, and I'm sure you're going to hear what I have to say as well. So yeah, how you doing guys? Good, yourself? Um, feeling a bit better after the weekend, but yeah, you know, just getting on with it. You know, it was a it was a tough one for Liverpool. Um, Don't worry about it, man. That was Everton's Champions League final. Just let it be, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. I mean, they celebrated as if they won a trophy or something. It was just incredible. And Ancelotti's face just gave me a. I think that was a different story. He was just smiling away in ca- on the camera. Crazy. But yeah, um, twenty-two years. You can't blame them. Yeah, it's been a while for them, and at the moment, the the thing is, what I find, and I don't know if you guys have, you know, you guys have probably realised this, there's no such a thing as a home game anymore. I mean, all the games, whether you're playing at home or away, it's the same, because there's no fans. And Liverpool, a club like ours, we rely on our fans a lot, and I think it's come to show now quite a bit. What do you think, Bav? No, I totally agree. I mean, I'm still... And I touched on this a few weeks ago. I'm a little frustrated seeing these Champions League ties played in neutral venues. What's the point, man? There's no upper hand, is there? Yeah, because even today, Atletico were at home, right? Sorry, well, it was technically their home tie. But yeah. they played like they were just scared for the 90 minutes of that game. And just to kind of go off topic for a second, but the, the, they're doing too much. They've just got to realise with COVID and you know the current situation of... You know the, the leagues and the cups. They just got to slow it down and just minimise the amount of games that these guys play. I agree. I mean, that's why you're seeing a lot of top players that aren't performing. They're injured, playing through injuries. It's it's all catching up. Of course. I mean, pre-season's been quite a not the usual pre-season. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's more or less been non-existent, right? So then yeah. a lot of these guys are not. I think they're hitting just as the season's about to end. They're almost at their peak. Yeah, and then it's like you've got no rest, and you're back at it again. So, I think you know they need time to recuperate. And I, I don't know what you think, Kevin, but I just think a lot of these cup competitions need to just be scrapped or one leg. Or yeah, I was just going to say it's, it's a bit too late in the day to change it now. But yeah, one leg really would have been more ideal. I think um, with the season that it is, one leg would have been would have been better um, on the players, more fairer more time for recovery. What um, do you guys think is going to happen with the World Cup? Because... It's, so it's, it's not fair either that, you know, away goals still count over these two legs when some teams are going to be playing on their own grounds like Arsenal. They're going to be uh, neutral ground, but still we're going to get penalised if we concede an away goal there. So, yeah, it's a bit strange. But what about during the World Cup? How do you think they're going to align the season to end or start? Or is there really going to be a mid-winter break that the rest of Europe have? It's it's really up in the air, right? Because obviously the World Cup is being played in, what, November, December 2022. And I think they need to... All these governing bodies for each respective country need to get their acts together and, and actually align on what they want to do. Because if not, the World Cup will be an average World Cup, which obviously us fans don't want to see. I mean, 
yeah, it's exactly what you said. I mean, every, everyone just needs to sit down in one room from all these respected countries, whether it's UEFA, COFICOM or whatever it's called. I can't remember the South American one now. Um, and they just all need to sit down, sort it out, say, listen, we're all going to have the same time off in football. Football should end at the same time for every country, not this... It's too much mix and match. And in the UK, I mean, in England, I mean, we're not getting no... There's no winter breaks and that can't happen, especially with the World Cup coming now. So if they don't sort this out, sort out the fixtures of what's going to happen next year, we're going to have a massive problem and no one's going to know what's going on. And it's going to be the same problem as what we had before this whole COVID thing started. So, yeah, I think they need to just sit down and work it out. Well, I don't think they really care, actually. I think it's just all about the, the money, you know. As long as federations are getting their money, you know, the, the TV companies are willing to pay them that big bucks, they're just going to keep making these type, these type decisions. Yeah, I mean, the, most of the decisions are made by TV companies. I mean, because they're forking out the big money right now compared to yeah. everyone else, especially where fans are not actually coming in. TV companies are actually probably right now have the biggest say, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah, and they're gonna just demand this is what needs to be done. But I think everyone, all the broadcasting networks need to get together and say, listen, how are we gonna get this to work where everyone's satisfied? Because if we have their their figures are on the line as well. Because if the World Cup is not great, people are gonna switch off, right? Surely yeah. I've I've had a World Cup where I thought, you know what, this ain't up to standards and I've just not bothered watching it. Which World Cup was that? South African one? Uh, no, I actually enjoyed that one. It was in 2014. That wasn't South African, was it? The one where, where Messi, um, Argentina was in the final. Yeah, that was South Africa. That was South Africa, was, was it? it? No. can't remember, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought a lot of it wasn't great, if I'm honest with you. And I think it was due to the fact that, again, let's be honest, most of these countries... We've got Champions League football, especially in the World Cup. The best, country, best countries are Europeans and South Americans, right? And South Americans, are not, I'm not sure what their leagues are like because I don't follow it as much. But I know they do have a lot of games as well because they play the, the equivalent of the Champions League as well. Um, and that runs over a quite a long period of time as well, from what I remember. It, it does, but it just ended, so... Um... It seems like they're about three months ahead of Europe when it comes to that competition. Yeah, and um, so I just think that right now, I mean, they, you know, where where everything is right now, maybe they should postpone the World Cup to just make it better for everyone. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen because the Olympics are happening this year, right? So that I just, again, it's all money, as we just mentioned. I do not see them cancelling the World Cup. And especially for the amount of money that Qatar have invested into, obviously, infrastructure. I, I don't see it happening. It, could, it wouldn't be a bad idea if it's delayed by a year. But when you say cancel, I think that's what you meant, right? No, delayed. I mean I mean delayed by a year. Sorry, cancelled for the year and move over to a year later. Just because of the fact that there's still a lot of implications with people travelling to different countries right now. So, for example, if I wanted to go on holiday, I would need to then quarantine... Um, you know, in some countries you've got to go and quarantine there when you come back. I, I think quarantine. by then everyone should be fine. We, we, that's what we expect, but 
you're hearing still new variants are coming out in the UK. We just had a, a new out, uh, outburst of another, what do you call it, outbreak of another variant. There was a South variant South African, we had a Brazilian one. Now we've got some like new, uh, God knows what, what it's called now. I'm just lost track of these variants. But it's coming to specific areas as well. So like, for example, our, our East London had a massive outbreak of South African. So, I don't know, I mean, anyway, we're going off topic here, aren't we? Let's talk about the football. Um, Bab, I noticed that you're wearing a Bayern Munich top. Take it you were quite satisfied with the Champions League game today. I, honestly, I didn't even watch the Bayern game. I, I just saw a couple of highlights and, you know, we all chatted offline in our WhatsApp group. And, and I said, then the audience can be entertained here. Lazio may as well not turn up for that second leg. Uh, there's plenty of good restaurants in Rome. Take the night off, go and get some good pizza and pasta, enjoy it. <laughs> Sip on some bread wine if that's what those guys drink, because they have no chance in hell. Yeah, the thing is, the way Bayern play, it's just organised, effective, efficient, all them, everything what, you know, epitomises a German car, to be honest, that's what they are. A well-oiled yeah. engine that just doesn't stop. They won pretty much everything last year, and they're doing the same thing again. But you know what it is with Bayern that's really separated them the last couple of years? They've always had the players, right? Yeah. Again, we, we all watch Germany in tournaments and you know a German team is always going to get to the semis, right? Yeah. They're just, they're built for that. The separation, the biggest separator is the striker, man, Lewandowski. Yeah. He's, He's clinical. Yeah. But, but I think, if you, the way I, I think a lot of it's to do with the systems as well and the way they play. It's pretty much everyone knows their positions. Everyone's playing within their means. There's no one person trying to take lead and everyone else. It's, I, I can't see one absolute leader in the team. I see they are all leaders in their own positions. Honestly, it's amazing to watch. Even the goalkeeper, I mean, he's had a bit of turnaround of fortunes in recent times as well. He looks very well like composed on the ball. When he's got the ball, he's passing it to his players. It, it looks great. It's great on the eye as well, I must admit. Kevin, do you watch much uh, Bundesliga? Not much, to be honest. Not much uh, recently. Um, in seasons gone by, I have, but yeah. If Bayern are on TV on the Champions League, obviously I'll, I'll tune in and, and watch it. I missed the game today, though. What do you guys think of Leroy Sané not really being utilised at Bayern? Does that tell you a lot about Nabry and uh, Kingsley Coleman? Yeah. They've, they've really come out of nowhere, right? last couple of years. Yeah, Nabri, yeah, he saw that cup. Well, Nabri. we knew he was going to Arsenal. But I still yeah, don't understand yeah. how you got rid of him, man. Really. Well, Kevin knows. Kevin used to go to a lot of games, obviously, living nearby. So I'm curious to hear how talented Nabri really was. Because I don't really see much of him. He was very talented, but he was also... He also had a few injuries. Um, and obviously, Walcott, I know he wasn't a, a great, great legend for Arsenal, but he... Walcott still had good numbers, so Nabri still had a had a bit of a way to go to get in. He had to stay fit. If, if he stayed fit, he would have been something bigger Arsenal. But yeah, it was his fitness. And then he would have had like Robert Perez, Freddie Jumberg type of impact. Who knows? Probably not, because he yeah, we, we didn't see that in him at that time. But we knew he was talented for his age, um, and I just think. Send him out on loan to <laughs> Pulis. I think that was just a nail in the coffin that 
Yeah, man. Yeah, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't even do it at, what was it, West yeah. Brom, right? Yeah, so one, once Puda stopped playing him, I think maybe he just decided the Premier League's not for him and that, yeah, he hasn't looked at since, and credit to him. So the, the thing is, right around. the thing is, this is what I find, certain players are not built for the Premiership. And I think Nabry was a prime example of that. He's gone to Bayern Munich and he's like been a star player there. And I mm -hmm. think the same. We will say the same about Sane. Um, today I saw him play and he looked awesome. Every time he got the ball, he was going past three, four players, and he's so fast. He was the fastest player in that Man City team. So you watched the whole Bayern game and not Chelsea Atletico? Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. What about you, Kev? What did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch any of the football tonight, guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, you may have had your eyes on Leeds United. No, it's the uh, the family. They keep me busy today. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. 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 No, I watched the Bayern games purely because I, I it's, you know, Lazio have started to improve over the last few seasons, and I mean, watching Bayern, you know, it's it's great to watch them anyway. So. Yeah, but Lazio is still a decent team to watch. I mean, yeah, I, I would, you know, gladly take a couple of their players. I've told you before, Raz and Kevin. You, I don't know if you watch Serie A much. I, I don't really watch Serie A as much. I go through phases where I want to watch La Liga for a few weeks and yeah. Serie A and right now it's all about League On that's the most important title race in Europe right now with three teams separated by three, four points but Lazio have a playmaker called Luis Alberto and that's right for many Premier League teams Luis Alberto the yeah. one that played for Liverpool huh? The guy no he played for Lazio right now this is a different guy Raz you sure? I'm yeah, sure 100%. he played for Liverpool. Lewis Alberto did come to Liverpool. No, huh? he's a different guy. Different guy. All right. All right. No, just you know, just curious because we had a Lewis Alberto that was pretty much um, I think Rafa's time or just yeah, which is a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, having said that, Lucas is doing all right at Lazio as well, isn't he? Lucas yeah. Lever. Yeah, so um yeah, no, Lucas Lever's doing alright at um Lazio as well. Um but you know with Lazio they play the kind of game where <laughs> they left themselves exposed. It's a bit of a Leeds United type of team. You know, where, yeah. yeah, they yeah. they they attack, you know, full on. But they had no defensive play, and then obviously with a team like Bayern, you're gonna get you know you're gonna get whipped, and that's what happened. They only had one way of playing, and to be fair, you know what? They gave it a good shot. They had no other other angle to go for. So yeah, you know, good luck to them. You never know what happens. You know, the next second they could, you know, they might catch. Well, I don't see it happening, but you never know. Miracles do. What happen. about uh, Real Madrid Atalanta tomorrow? Are you guys looking forward to that? Atalanta's another team, mate. They're pretty much gung-ho type of team as well. Yeah, but they're going to take care of Real Madrid tomorrow. It's I funny we say about Italian teams, like, going up, you know, Italian teams is more cautious, wasn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They've changed their ways. And I think some of these, um, you know, some of the managers that they've had in recent times where some of these teams got South American managers have kind of changed the way they play. And rather than mm. being cautious, they've gone and attacked. I mean... Inzaghi, he's the manager of Lazio. He's obviously, you know, grown up playing attacking football a little bit. So obviously, he's gonna he's gonna implement his ideas. So it's good to see them. Whereas, 
you know the you know the what's the Capello Ancelotti's even at the time when they were AC Milan yeah. you know they were playing more cautious football and it's not yeah, but Serie A was really good for us to watch right you know how like now we want to watch La Liga right yeah. Yeah, after the Premier League but when we were growing up it was all about Serie A all, yeah. all those teams would sign superstar players absolutely Wackard Gascoigne and um, you know Signori Battistuta Sinov. You can go back to Stuta. Oh, I loved him, man. Loved watching Batistuta. Imagine if he played in the Premier League. Oh, God. I mean, some of these players that we mentioned never played in the Premiership, but they yeah. they were amazing. They were super. Oh, and Crespo. Crespo. Van Basten at, at AC. Oh yeah, he was at Chelsea for a bit. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, no. Um, but I remember growing up watching Italian football, and I was a massive fan of AC Milan, and where they had. Uh, the best defence in, I would say, in world football at the time. Yeah, Parisi, um, Maldini, 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 Nesta, and then who was that guy right back? Panucci, they had. Panucci. They had, they had a Rome. few. They, I mean, and they were a conveyor belt of just defenders after defenders. And also the style of football where they played a skipper, kind of like a skipper role. A bit like what um, Germany had with... Um, Sweeper. Sweeper, sorry, not skipper, sweeper role, that's right. Getting my words wrong today, guys. Late night and that. But yeah, now that that style of football, I used to enjoy watching it when I was growing up. It was so entertaining and it's such a tactical. It was like watching mind games, isn't it? Almost, you know. Who's going to. It was chess. It was like chess, exactly. And the way these managers, they almost, you know, every time, you know, you. You won't see games with four or five nils. It will always be one or two nils. That's it. Yeah. You know, it was always all, all about who not, don't, who scores, who doesn't let in any goals. Clean sheets was a massive thing in Italian football. So, yeah, it was enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, well, let's, let's uh, switch it to the Premier League. Let's skip the floor to Kevin to talk about our team, Arsenal. Well, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I wasn't too surprised that the result um, on the weekend against Man City I mean we, yeah you know just conceding in the first minute you know I, I thought it was going to be 10-0 <laughs> after the first 30 seconds but um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah I was expecting it but I'm just disappointed that we didn't really we just couldn't get the ball off them basically um, and Man City are good at that you know once they get ahead, that they can just keep possession, eighty percent possession, seventy percent possession, sixty percent possession. You know, they're they're a good possession based team. So once you concede that first goal, um, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, it's a shame really, but yeah, what, what can you do? Yeah, so same question. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep asking this every week. Where are we gonna finish this season? You tell me, as a local lad, what are you going to be happy with? League-wise, I can't see us finishing higher than eighth. To be honest, right. yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll be lucky if we stay where we are. And uh, Arsene Wenger, who I've been watching a lot on Bean Sports, and and I love his analysis. He said something, and this is where I've got a problem with Arsene. I, I, you know, I respect the guy. He did a lot. His time was up many, many years ago. But he said Arsenal is the best team in the Europa League, the best team left in the Europa League, and I'm like. No man, what, what what's going on here? 
there's easily five, six teams better than us or more capable of at least winning it. And I hate to say it, Man United are one of them. Yeah, yeah, Man United, they're looking strong. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I wouldn't be fearful if we drew Man United in the semis or the final, though, um, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I've got a few weekends. Yeah, he, I've, 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 yeah. brothers are in there. Napoli. Yeah, there's other good teams, obviously. Yeah. Rangers could be a surprise. Villarreal, yeah. Leicester City, AC Milan, Roma, Leverkusen. Yeah, Yeah. Some tough competition in this. It's not the sort of uh, Mickey Mouse Cup that people make it out to be. I think no, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good competition, um, and it's it's going to be hard for us to get past Benfica in the first. That's the next step, you know. Yeah, I think they, with, they started, didn't they? with the Premiership and the way things have been for us, where you know the games have come so condensed in such in such short time, fatigue is going to be a major factor for you guys, obviously, and your. Selection and who Arteta selects in the teams will make a big difference. If he goes for it and he picks the right players, then you know who knows what could happen. But that's going to be tough. It's a tough ask. And I think he selected the best team available. Obviously, we've got rid of a couple of players, which has you know helped, and it's getting opportunities to other players to obviously play a little more. But against Man City, we you know if you said to me, "Rat, here's a million dollars, place a bet." I would not bet against my own team in that situation. I'd put the money on Man City all day. Yeah, Yeah. no. Man City are playing football like the Barcelona team of 2009-2010, where it's like that style of football where death by football. Well, they have the ball, all you're doing is chasing shadows. That's pretty much what happened. With you guys yeah. and it happened with Liverpool as well and I watch them week in week out and that's what they're doing now so we I, I think we could have been a bit more adventurous um, against them I, I think we sat back at times and we didn't really go gung her at any at any point really but um, it's fair isn't it it's, you, you know yeah, yeah we showed them a lot of respect yeah I think one positive for this season we, we do have a pretty decent defence right all things considered you know I think only Man City and correct me, either Villa or Leicester are above us from that perspective yeah. but the problem has been putting the ball in the back of the net yeah. and even and I don't really watch uh, too much of the UK coverage but I saw a clip of Jamie Redknapp saying Obama Yang is past it what do you think about that Kev because we, we you know we were, pra- we were praising Obama Yang a couple of weeks ago obviously with a hat trick and last previous week talking about him as top five goal scorer in the last five, six years, but I don't know, he just something doesn't seem right about him ever since he got that money. I just is he disinterested or is he does he have other things I mean, yeah, we know that he had some personal going on. Personally, I this is my analysis of it. I'm looking at it as a neutral. I don't think he's getting enough um there's not enough creativity in your midfield. That's just my opinion. And or as the kind of player that he is, he's looking for that perfect pass almost or that good pass, but he's not getting them. And that's the problem. You know, when you're a striker of that quality, but you're not getting no balls coming in, when midfielders are holding on to balls and not sure what they're doing with it, 
he's struggling and that's why he gets disinterested. I mean, it's going to happen. If you're playing up front, Bav, and no one's giving you the ball or they can't get the ball to you, you're going to feel the same, man. You're going to hear a lot of beep words from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's probably what he's doing. But I think, you know, Arteta needed to sort that out. That's pretty much what... That Mezzo Ozil, he's cleared him, right? That's fine. Where's the replacement? That's the problem. You haven't got a replacement for Mezzo Ozil. So until you don't get that... Even older guy, he, he didn't quite look at the races the other day. Yeah, yeah I think like, he's still... Yeah, we've got to get it's only a loan signing anyway. Yeah, exactly. Again, that Maybe. loan signing is a bad move because you've got a player that's only there for a short term. Is he really going to put 100% in? Yeah, he might play really well for a couple of months, but then he ain't got nothing to play for because you never have that clause or anything to say, do well and we'll keep you or something like that. You haven't done that. So, bad move. I think that's a bad move again by Marston. Yeah, no, well, I think yeah. if, if he plays well and he enjoys the premiership, and yeah, he, he can just speak to his agent and just say, listen, I, lo- I like where I am. I like London, lovely city. Find me a club. Yeah. Find me a club, but it won't be Arsenal because you guys don't pay. Yeah. It's not even about pay, right? It's just the transfer fee. Maybe someone like Fulham or West Ham takes a flyer on him. West Ham, as it stands, are heading to the Champions League. That's Who could have thought that at the start of the season? Come on, the Gunners! I mean, Hammers, sorry. Gunners. Raz is a little confused, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, that, um, well. Yeah, on, on that note, yeah, that. Leicester and West Ham, it looks like they're, they're going to gate crash that, that top four. Top four party. Uh, yeah, it's, it's happening. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't see. I just want to have. We might as well get this over and done with as well. The Liverpool and Everton game. Um, Liverpool top four is not happening. This I, I'm writing it off right now. It's, we're not going to be in the top four. Can't score goals. Defensively look a shambles. You know, we're, systematically we're a mess. You know, we haven't got a. We don't know what we're doing. Serious question. Why is that guy from Preston not getting a game? Is he injured or what, what's the deal? That's my problem. You buy him, but you don't use him. And you keep playing Henderson at the back. Henderson's now injured. What's he going to do now? He's going to play uh, Thiago in defence. <laughs> I, I, is it me or has Klopp? You know, I love Klopp, yeah? And, you know, and I spoke to um, Kevin earlier, just before we started the podcast, that I'm going to write this season off for, you know, Liverpool. It, it was, you know... Bad day at the office, bad year at the office, call it, yeah? It's done. And, um, you know, next season, we've got to look forward to next season now with, you know, Van Dyke and all the rest of them coming back. And uh, the injuries we've had, it's been a very, very long list. Let's not get it twisted, yeah? From Van Dyke starting off, then Matip, then... Um, cool. we, we know, man, the whole squad is out. We get it, yeah. OK? So if you've got all yeah, them players out... You you sound like a fickle Arsenal fan right now. (laughs) And I know because I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I know. You did mention Barcelona earlier, right? So, in what, two weeks, the uh, election results are going to obviously take place for the presidency. Three candidates. Who Do you think it's going to be uh, Laporta coming back or do you think it's going to be one of the other two new guys? I think they're going to go for a new guy. Mm. Because one of them... And I, I had a quick read of this yesterday. He said that he's 
promising if he gets elected he's going to bring <laughs> this is laughable considering they're bankrupt and literally have not even a, a euro in the bank Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland and he wants to pair them up front that's not well, going to work anyway but it's he's not going to work it's not going to work no I don't think it's going to work what's going to happen about the rest Anton Griezmann is he going to just like clear out everyone that they'll, they'll do a part exchange with PSG for him. Griezmann can still offer something. In Griezmann's the really league, good. Like, you know, the French league. Yeah, I think Barcelona, they just... Uh, they need to sort out that boardroom stuff first. Once they sorted that out, they get a the new president, then they can worry about... Oh, do you before, man? Barcelona's just Arsenal 2.0. I've said it many times. No, man. They're doing much better than Arsenal. Don't worry about that. No, but, but from, from the board perspective, the last board five, six years... Yeah. I mean, as a team, on the pitch, pitch, I'll be honest with you, I've been watching them like every week. I watch every single Barcelona game. And, you know, apart from last last game where they, you know, last minute, basically, the guy scored. Hit the self-destruct button. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that as well. But other than that, they've been playing really well. And it looks like Messi and Griezmann have started to build up a bit of a partnership. Either one of them are scoring goals, passing it to each other. So it's, it's looking a lot better. Um, Listen, it's a, the, the coach's uh, joke as well, Ronald Koeman. Well, he's right. not the right fit for that club. Um, he couldn't even do it for Everton and Southampton. I think Xavi's coming sooner or later. That's what one of the. Uh, I think all three of them said they're going to get Xavi as far as the uh, candidates. Xavi's just go. chilling right now in Qatar, and he knows he's going to get what, called. What has he done, man? It's like I, I got so mad seeing Thierry Henry and Vieira linked to Bournemouth, like. I like it when ex-managers progress, but I, it, it seems like a backward step going to Bournemouth for those guys. Yeah. Where is Thierry on? Isn't he at Montreal or something like that in Canada? Vancouver Whitecaps, I think, is the team. Oh, is it? Because, yeah. Well, I, Kevin, I, Kevin will know because he, he knows a little bit more of what's going on as far as the Arsenal legends go. No, I know he had, a, he had an interview for Bournemouth, didn't he? I, I don't know. I haven't had any feedback since. But, um Maybe he's told him to do one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it would be good if he did get that job. Well, you got to start somewhere in England, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. Raz, where's your favourite uh, manager, Eddie Howe? Where is he these days? He's on TV, isn't he? I watch him on, was it, one of the channels, Sky Sports or something like that. He's yeah, not I'm doing just, anything at uh, the moment. He's not working right now. No. You think Eddie Howe will make a... Uh, a premiership job if let's say someone like Mourinho was to get axed do you think Spurs would be taking a good gamble or do you think they need to go and get someone like Nagelsmann or well Bab you sent the stat uh, well something that you sent me which goes to show what no English manager has won the premiership that is astonishing right because it's basically been Alex Ferguson and Wenger and couple other guys Kenny Dalglish won it and Alex Ferguson they were the only two British people that won it right uh, um, yeah that's it I can't think of anyone else could have been Kevin Keegan but he blew it I, I still see those clips and I, I love it when he says that <laughs> <laughs> that's the most genius ever George right? Graham was he in the premiership yes. era George Graham he was right George Graham 
No. He, he was, he was, but he won the league in 89 when it was the first division. Yeah. Remember, okay, I'm sure you have a good memory of that, right? right? Yeah, Michael I do. Thomas. Michael Thomas, how can I forget We that? need to play you a clip. <laughs> nah. But yeah, um, you know, having said that, I think this season we're looking at, again, Man City going to win it. And I see, and I just want to touch on this, by the way, Man United, as much as this hurts me, they're playing really well. And Bruno Fernandes, in my opinion right now, by far the best player in the league. I hate to say it. I agree. Remember, you, you, both of you raised your eyebrows when I said Man United are contenders. He's no, the only reason. If he wasn't in the team, if he wasn't in the team, it would be a different story. That guy has changed United rapidly, single-handedly. And I, I've, I, it's just been many years since I've seen someone do that to a team. Yeah, but sooner or later, his, his back's going to hurt from carrying that team. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't discount Leicester yet. You can't discount Leicester, but mm. Leicester's got one problem. Yeah. Brendan. Brendan Rodgers. He's a butler. <laughs> Honestly. You, you couldn't leave that out, could you? Every week, that's your highlight to say that. That's what yeah. you said about Veneri, you know? And he oh, ended yeah. up winning the title Leicester. No, I mean, you can't see past uh, this this season. You can't see past Man City. Let's be honest. It's so, are you guys sticking with uh, your Champions League predictions of Bayern Munich? Absolutely. Kevin, after what you saw today, well, what, what you didn't see, you heard from us. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, Bayern Munich. Yeah, you can't. I think it. Bayern will be in the final, but I'm still putting my reputation on the line. Watch Juventus turn it around in a week or two. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I don't see anything. Anyone beating Bayern. But yeah, it's going to be interesting, guys. Um, on that note, I think we'll call it a night now. Kevin, Cheers, thank you very much for coming on once again. Bav, it's been great chatting to you again. And yeah, you too. Yeah, same time next week, guys. Speak to you All soon. right, guys. Have a good one. Bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Bav and Kevin again with us. An interesting conversation about football. It was a bit, um, yeah, you know, it's been an interesting season, this this one. Um, and uh, a lot's going to happen. A lot of changes are going to be made. And we're going to see a lot of people, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of teams, you know, fighting for relegation battles and all. A lot of things going to happen. So, yeah, onwards and upwards. Hopefully, we'll see. A, we'll have a better performance from Liverpool and Arsenal, and I would love to see Man United drop a few points. You know, make them sweat up there. But on that note, guys, have a great one. Thank you very much for coming on and uh, listening to our show. Like I said before, if you've got anything to that you want us to talk about, please tweet me at Raz Patel One, and um, yeah, just give us what you want to say. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye.